Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to episode 117. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week we put together a podcast for our church families so that we can answer some questions that maybe you're wrestling with or a friend is wrestling with and you don't really know where to find the answer because you don't necessarily know the answer from a morning message or from a Bible study or even from Sunday school. So we put together a podcast to answer the questions that you might have and show you from the Bible how you can answer them. So today's question, we're going to be looking at a question that comes out of another discussion that we had a few weeks ago in which we looked at the whole issue of whether or not Satan can read our minds. Do you remember that discussion? If you don't remember it, we would encourage you to go back and look at that episode. What we found was is that Satan can't read our minds, and that comes from... 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 39. It says, Then here in heaven, your dwelling place, and forgive and act and give to everyone according to his ways, whose heart you know. For you alone know the hearts of all the sons of men. Only God knows our minds. Only God can read our minds. Satan can't read our minds. Well, that brings up this question that we're going to look at today, because we know that not every thought that we have comes from us. We know that. So then obviously, Satan must be able to put thoughts into our brain. So that's the question we're going to look at today. We're going to look at this whole issue of how does Satan put thoughts into my mind? How does Satan put thoughts into my mind? And we're going to look at this issue today. Now, we're going to approach it from a couple of standpoints. First of all, we're going to talk about what are thoughts. We're just going to look at some definitions to help us to be on the same page when we talk about this issue. And then we're going to look at Satan's manipulation. Satan is probably the biggest manipulator there is. And since he knows so much about us and observes us and knows everything about us, he doesn't have to read our minds, he's a manipulator. And so we're going to see how that plays into the issue of him putting thoughts into our brain. So let's talk about what thoughts are. Here is a definition concerning thoughts. All right. Thoughts are an idea or opinion produced by thinking. That's the definition. You're saying, gee, thanks, George. What a definition. An opinion or an idea produced by thinking. Now, 
With that, we're going to have to go a little bit further and now give you the definition of thinking. Okay, so here is thinking. Thinking is the process of using one's mind to consider or reason about something. It's using one's mind to consider or reason about something. Now, this is very important that you and I understand that. So when we talk about thoughts or our thinking, it's our mind that is doing the thinking and it's pondering something or considering something. Now, that's very important for you and I to understand because now we're going to get into the main section as we try to address this whole issue about how does Satan put thoughts into my mind. Well, it's because he manipulates us. And how does he manipulate us? Well, he manipulates us because he attacks us in three different ways. And those attacks from Satan are what causes our minds to dwell on the thoughts that they do. Thoughts that we're like, where did that come from? Well, let's take a look at what they are. Here's the first one. Here's the first thing I want you to see about Satan's manipulation. First of all, Satan uses temptation to stir our thoughts. Satan uses temptation to stir our thoughts. Now, I think we all understand that. I mean, for instance, when you go to Walmart and you're checking out, have you noticed that the aisle is just lined with drinks and with all kinds of candy and knickknacks that don't cost very much. Why are they there? Well, they're there to tempt you, to cause you to think about, oh, I should get that Milky Way candy bar. Oh, I'm thirsty. I should get that Pepsi or Coke, whichever you prefer. Temptation is what causes us to think about something. And so Satan uses temptation to manipulate our thoughts. Here, I want you to notice a couple of verses to help us to understand. First of all, to help us see the fact that Satan is the tempter, Matthew chapter 4, verse 3, here's what Matthew writes concerning the temptation of Christ. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. Here, Satan is referred to in this gospel as the tempter. All right, now, so that you understand that temptation is not in itself sin, you need to recognize your responsibility with temptation and how it manipulates your mind. Where do we go to find that? Well, you go all the way over to James chapter 1, verses 14 and 16. Here he's answering the question about whether or not God tempts us. And in verse 13, he tells us very clearly that God does not tempt us. But listen to what he says in verses 14 through 16. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. All right, so what he's saying here is, is the temptation happens, and what happens is that temptation stirs your thoughts, which stirs desire. That desire then gives birth, when it's conceived, 
to action, which is sin. So do you see how Satan can manipulate our thinking by tempting us? And then that leads us into sin? That's the first one. Satan uses temptation to stir our thoughts. Here's the second attack that Satan does against us. And again, it comes out of his character. Okay? comes out of his character. Satan also uses accusation to stir our thoughts. Satan also uses accusation to stir our thoughts. Again, here's a couple of verses, both from the New Testament and the Old Testament, to help you to understand about Satan as the accuser. From Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accuses them before God day and night, has been cast out. Now it's referring to something in the future when Satan is cast out. And he's referred to here as the accuser of the brethren. That's the accuser of you and I concerning our sin. Now, if you go over to the Minor Prophets in the Old Testament, Zechariah chapter 3, again, a beautiful passage of Scripture. I would encourage you to read all the way up to verse 4. But listen to what verse 1 says. Then he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him. What do you mean to oppose him? To accuse Joshua, the high priest. And we see in the passage how the angel, that is Christ, rebukes him and says, is this not a brand plucked from the fire and clothe him in white? So again, Satan uses accusations to stir our thoughts. What kind of accusations? Well, remember, his first attack is temptation. So guess what he accuses you of? He accuses you of the sin that was committed because of the temptation. So you stumble at temptation. He now manipulates your thinking in defeating thoughts, in accusing thoughts, because you have sinned and you continue to sin. So he can manipulate your thoughts. Finally, let's look at the third area of how he manipulates our thoughts. Finally, Satan uses lies to stir our thoughts. Satan uses lies to stir our thoughts. Listen to what Jesus says in John chapter 8, verse 44. Here he's talking about the Pharisees, okay? You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar, for he is a liar and the father of it. Here it's talking about that Satan is a liar. So when Satan speaks to us, folks, he's speaking lies to us. What kind of lies would he speak to us? Lies about Jesus. Lies about the faithfulness of the Lord in your life. Lies about truth. Lies about your salvation. Lies about forgiveness. Lies, lies, lies. And your thoughts can go down the road thinking lies as he speaks them to you. I'll give you an example. Going through a difficult time 
Have you noticed your first response? First thought occurs in your mind. First thing that you ponder is, does God still love me? Has God abandoned me? Has God care for me? Where did that come from? Lies. Lies about our God and his faithfulness to his people. And who is the father of lies? Satan. Now, there's one more thing that I want to point out to you because you're like, okay, George, you've answered the question. You've brought up that, first of all, he manipulates my thinking by temptation. He manipulates me by accusation. And he manipulates my thoughts through lies. Well, there's one other thing that we're going to have to deal with here as we talk about Satan's manipulation. And I think it's very important for you to understand. Here it is. You are responsible to control where your thoughts go. You are responsible to control where your thoughts go. Did you hear me? It's nice to know that Satan can manipulate our thinking through temptation, accusation, and lies. But you are the one who's responsible for what you do with it. Now here, I'm going to point out two scriptures to you. First of all, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. Paul is writing here, and he's writing what you and I need to be doing. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Here it's talking about that you and I need to bring all of our thoughts captive into obedience to who? The obedience of Christ to the truth. So when you have wrong thoughts or when you have accusation or when you have lies that you're wrestling with, you need to get control of that and put it in the proper place that it needs to be in obedience to Christ. Now, how do we do that? Well, James chapter 4, verse 7 says this, Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Resist the devil. I think one of the key ways that we can resist the devil is with the word of God. What do you mean, George? Well, I want you to think about it. If you go to the Gospels and you look at the temptation of Christ, and there were three temptations, in each one of the temptations, how does Jesus deal with the temptation? By responding to Satan with what? The word of God. The word of God. Do you see why it's important for you and I to be in the word and renewing our minds? Isn't that what we're told to do? We're told to not be conformed to the image of this world, but be transformed by what? The renewing of our mind. And elsewhere, he tells us that we renew our minds through his word. See, it's one thing to know that Satan can manipulate our thoughts through temptation, accusation, and lies, but you also need to know you're responsible for getting control of your thoughts. That's what's important to know here. 
Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. And you might be listening and you're saying, George, I've got some questions. How do I get those questions to you? Well, if you're a part of our church family, you just simply need to get them to me just by talking to me or writing them down, throwing them in the offering plate, and the men will get them to me. And we'll see about answering it here on the podcast. If you are on Facebook, you simply need to go to facebook.com slash Podcast. You can direct message us there your question, or you can write on the wall. We'll see it. We'll respond to it and try to get it here on the podcast. You can also go to our church website, kerwinsvillechristian.org. Go to the contact page. Take a look there. Fill out the form. Tell us your question. Submit it. We'll get it. And we'll respond to your question here on the podcast. While you're on our church page, you can also go to the media section, click on the Finding Clarity link, and you'll be able to access the current episodes as well as go to the archive and look at all of the older episodes here on the Finding Clarity podcast. Next week... We're going to, again, address another issue concerning Satan and his demons, one that, to be very honest with you, a lot of Christians wrestle with, and sometimes a lot of Christians are fearful about, but we're going to see what does the Bible say about this question. So here's what we're going to look at next week. Can a Christian be possessed by demons? Can a Christian be possessed by demons. We're going to look at that next week from the scripture and hopefully give you an answer to that question. Until then, take care.